News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, Minister for Health Stephen Donnelly will today bring the human tissue bill before the doll. The bill would see organ donation chained from its current opt in system to a new opt out system. And Stephen Donnelly joins us now. Minister, good morning to you. What's this going to mean for people maybe getting organ donation or indeed tragically in a position of being asked about it? Good morning, Kira. Yeah, this is a really important piece of legislation. It's been promised for a long time and I'm delighted to be yeah, commencing it in the Oireachtas later on today. And as you said, we'll be moving from an opt-in organ donation system to an opt-out system. Uh, we have a lot of people in Ireland waiting for organ donation. There's a great work done by our clinicians, about 250 transplants last year. And essentially what this legislation will do is it will make uh, the donor pool bigger, It'll mean that there are more uh, organs available for life-saving operations uh, for people. So it's a, it's a very important day. And can I just recognise the work done by many advocacy groups over many years, Cystic Fibrosis Ireland, the Irish Kidney Fan, uh, Association uh, and many others. OK. Uh, and that, that sounds in good, you know, uh, like a good thing, more organs available, more lives saved through doing this. The, the opt-out system, supposing, supposing somebody lost a child and they just couldn't bear it, the idea of organ donation, even though it would be a, you know, a good thing to do for whatever reason that you know, somebody is, is traumatised. How easy is it to opt out? Yes, it, it is easy. So families will still be consulted ahead of any donation. And if the next of kin uh, say say that if the next of kin object, uh, or as you say it, they just can't deal with it because they're they, because of the tragic situation that they're in. Yeah. they can of course opt out. But what we think will happen, and we've seen this happen in other countries, uh, is that in the round there will be, but by nature of this, there will there will be more more uh, donors available. There will be more trans- transplant operations will be possible. I know there'll be people listening in this morning who are on a waiting list for 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 a kidney or another organ. And this the the purpose of this really is to is to increase the donor pool okay. as much as possible to 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 um, help all of those people. And maybe lastly on on this, are families able to overrule a donor's wishes? Supposing I and I actually do have a donor card, but supposing my family are asked to do you know I'm 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 there. I've got the card, and they decide no, we want her to opt out. Are families able to overrule what, what somebody maybe decreed before they died? They are. So families will will be consulted ahead of any any donation and the, the next of kin Even if that, that donor, even if that person who died wanted to become a donor? That's right, yeah. They, they do have that option. But I, I, I imagine in, in most cases that the that the wishes of the donor will will be respected, but there there may be cases where um where the next of kin does uh, does have an uh, uh, an objection, and and then the other thing quickly, Kira, that this will do. We're all aware of the post mortem and uh, organ retention uh, issues, very serious issues that have been had in some parts of the country with uh, babies' organs, for example. Another thing this bill is going to do, very, which is very important, is it will make consent compulsory okay. for the very first time for post mortems that are non coronial post mortems. All right. Um, you're also bringing a memo to Cabinet today that will see hospital charges abolished for adults. I know that's already happened for children. How much do we currently uh, raise by way of funding for the health service through hospital charges? Well, it's many millions. I, I don't have the exact figure here, but it is provided for in, in the budget and critically for patients. What this will mean is for many patients, they're, there is a, they're charged €800 Euro a year uh, as a public patient in a public hospital. So it's €80 Euro a night and it's capped at 10 days or €800. Euro. And what this is going to do um, for the first time is to get rid of that completely. Your listeners will be aware that last September 
we removed the inpatient hospital charges for children. Uh, we'll be bringing it in now. Uh, I'll be bringing in the legislation. Well, I'm seeking government agreement this morning to bring the legislation forward. We, I want it through the Oireachtas in March so that we can abolish the charges okay. uh, from April. So and that'll be that'll be a saving of €800 Euro a year for, for many patients who are already very sick and I have uh, no dealing doubt with other issues. That will be welcome for those families. But as you said yourself, there, this is in, in, in the magnitude of, of many, many millions that, that, that we generate through those inpatient charges. Where is the health service going to get that funding? And, and, and are we making, the, the changes we're making to the health service, are we making the health service unsustainable? I mean, it's becoming increasingly expensive to deliver health care anyway. A lot of voices in, in, the, in the UK suggesting that the NHS is getting poorer outcomes because its model is unsustainable and yet we're moving in that direction. Our vision very clearly is universal healthcare in Ireland. Uh, it's it's in the programme for government, it's called for in Sláinte Care and one of the pillars of universal healthcare is that healthcare is free or affordable at the point of delivery and uh, in, in too many cases in Ireland patients are struggling with the costs. Uh, the Irish Cancer Society have been advocating on this measure for many years that, that people uh, who are suffering with, with uh, cancer, who are going through, going through treatment, not only have they got to deal with all of that, but they then get hit with a bill. And we know we've heard stories of hospitals um, retaining debt collection agencies to recoup this money. And it's something we just we just need to see the end of. And it's part of a very significant reduction in patient costs across the board. It you is, and I have spoken before about... That doesn't about address the funding issue or the sustainability. So the funding issue is being covered fully out of exchequer funding. So we're increasing, we're replacing this money uh, through exchequer funding. Uh, and, and as you and I have discussed before, free contraception is, is moving forward further again this year. We'll be moving up to uh, 26-year-olds this month and 30-year-olds in September. We're extending free GP care. The drug payment scheme thresholds have been uh, And you believe uh, all of this down. will be sustainable going forward, even if things like uh, corporate tax returns collapse? This is all, this is all good to go. Yes, it is. Yeah, this is going to be found out of exchequer funding. You know, we're an outlier, for example, in GP care. I think we're the the, the only country in, in Western Europe at the moment that charges for uh, for uh, primary care for GP care. And, and we are absolutely determined okay. to continue I, to reduce I, costs for patients. I just want to move on to the very important issue of the re- interim report into the CAMS system yesterday, the Child and Adolescent Mental Health Service. Um, a damning report. It described the system as both inefficient, which you might say, well, that's, you know, a yellow card, but unsafe, which I think think is very clearly a red card. We were inundated yesterday with, with texts and calls to this station from family members and, and from young people who had attended the service and found it did not meet their needs and, and was less than satisfactory. What is going to happen here? We know there is an issue with this. What's to be done? Well, this is an important report. It is an interim report. And Minister Butler, on the back of the Maskey report last year, wrote to the Mental Health Commission and asked them to consider doing this work. They, they've done the work or they're in the middle of this work. It is important. And as you say, the findings in it are very concerning. And some of the issues that have been raised around governance uh, and the lack of follow-up for some young people um, is not acceptable. I think it is important to say, because there, there will be concern from young people around the country, and also an acknowledgement of our healthcare workers. We the, the report also acknowledged that many young people and their families receive excellent care and treatment. And they pointed to 20,000 young people being supported and 225,000 appointments last year. Now, acknowledging that and recognising the huge work that our healthcare workers do, there is clearly a lot of improvement that's needed in terms of governance. We are recruiting. There is good progress being made there. There is more needed. The new consultant contract will help with that. Do you think in a year's time you're going to be able to stand over the CAM system and say that you have confidence in it? 
certainly in a year's time, what we, Minister Butler and I will be able to say is that governance issues uh, have been identified. Governance issues uh, are being addressed. We're bringing in a national lead for youth mental health. We're bringing in a national clinical lead uh, okay. for youth mental health. Will all of the issues, Kira, be resolved uh, within 12 months? No, I don't believe they will. I think there are long-standing issues that have been raised for many years. Uh, but there is a lot of work okay. being done. There's a lot of money going in. There's a lot of healthcare professionals we, being hired. We, I have no but, doubt but in a year's time. issues of governance that, that, that do, we do will need be to asking be about this. With. with regard to what's going to happen later on in the Dáil today, Minister Pascal Donoghue is addressing the issues around his election funding. What do you hope to hear this afternoon? Well, we'll, we'll see what Pascal has to say. I, he clearly ha- has additional information that he wants to um, that he wants to put on the Dáil record. He's approached this from a position of transparency. He's amended his expenses, uh, the, the statement. He's apologised uh, for what has happened, uh, and I believe that he um, he'll just want to make sure that there is okay. a there is a full account if, and full if transparency. More, if more comes out, and if Sipo find him in breach of standards, should he go? Well, let's let let Sipo do its own thing. I, I don't believe uh, that this is. Uh, an issue that uh, is in that realm at all. Pascal filled in his, his 2016 accounts in, in uh, Forms for Sippo in good faith. At the end of last year, he found out that some um, people putting up posters had been paid by a third party. He and his team didn't know about that. When he found out about it, uh, he updated the accounts. Now, a complaint has gone into Sippo and it's for Sippo okay. to decide what to do. But, but Are what there I can any say, circumstances where you would envisage Minister Donoghue having to resign over this matter? No, what I can say, Kira, very clearly is I don't believe that, that Minister Donoghue has made any attempt to fill in any forms incorrectly. Uh, I believe he's a man of integrity. I believe himself and Michael McGrath are doing a really important okay. job for the country in terms of the, the economy and the, and, and, and the public finances. And I think Minister uh, Donoghue is responding the way one would expect a public representative to respond, uh, which is full transparency. Health Minister Stephen Donnelly, thank you for speaking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.